Charlie this phone. Hold on. Now I got lost you. I don't have a picture. Hold oh, man. What they going for? Welcome to another episode of Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble. And once again, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, my big bro, who needs no introduction. The one and only Poppin' Pete is back hey, with me. I'm back, as you know. Last time <laughs> we talked for almost two hours last time and still didn't cover half. Yeah. Of anything that we could ever talk about, bro, I think we could actually just do, we could probably talk for a year and still never talk about everything. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. When I got off, when we wrapped up that uh, the other day, I was like, I'm thinking like, wow, we didn't, I didn't, no, we didn't say, no, we didn't get into that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot. That's the thing. There's so much. Um, So last time, last time we went through, uh, little big mouth bastard is the name I gave. It's the name I gave you from uh, <laughs> going down to Long Beach from Fresno. Yeah, yep. making Sam protect you from like like Sam going in going in with the uh, house parties and stuff, and then yep. talking about uh, the movie Breaking. We talked about Michael. We talked about Janet. We briefly touched on Chris Brown. And some of the other people you worked for. But uh, right before we finished, I brought up, we started talking about teaching stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, we're we going to talk about that's a whole nother episode there. Because you've been, you've been <laughs> around is. the world. You've been to Korea, Japan, China, Sweden, France, France Germany, Ger- bruh. Australia, Thailand. Okay, so we talked. So you brought up the fact that you were in the group uh, Eclipse. Not Eclipse. What was it? Eclipse, a singing group. It was Eclipse. The Eclipse. It was the Eclipse. And you were doing some stuff in the UK. Then you flew, uh, and Sugar Pop left, and that's when he did uh, Beat It. And I'm sorry, not Beat It. That's when he did Thriller. So when did you start teaching? Started teaching uh, in, in a sense, in a classroom setting, but teaching and, um, you know, people coming to my house. Uh, one of my first students um, was Poppin' Taco. Poppin' oh. Taco was, yeah, he was my first student that came and started wanting to, uh, that I started teaching. Uh, then. Um, what year was that? Do I dare ask? Uh, this is uh, <laughs> 1981. Okay. So, you know, this, so this is three years of me learning, you know, from, I started in 78. So it's like 1980, 81. So about mm. three years after. Um, so it was taco. Yeah. So, you know, and the other people would just, you know, people would come to, to the house again, those days I was still learning, but it was because, you know, people start hearing my name out for the past three years, you know, popping pee, popping pee, da 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 da. So, People were like, oh, I want to, I want to learn from you. So my teaching was okay. Come over and just sit down and watch me dance. Then I tell you to get up and try to repeat what I did. Because <laughs> I didn't, you know, 
breaking it down. Because <laughs> that's how, but that, but that's how I learned from Sam. Sam, everything we learned was in real time. It wasn't, you know, Sam going. He'll say, "Well, you gotta, you gotta make your muscles, you know, jump." Which he's trying to say, contract, mm-hmm. tense up. You know, we're using the element, you know, words that we just, you know, or as identify. You know, make your make your muscles pop. So we just watch him in real time and try to mimic that. But he never broke it down to us like, see, my your shoulder go like this, you go like this, and then this read. No, it was all watch me, then repeat it. And if it's mm-hmm. not right, he just tell you, okay, you didn't you didn't do this. Watch me again. So that's how I talk ta- uh, taco, sugar pop, bunch of people. I just say you got to watch me, and then they go out and I critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, no, 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 stop. Watch my watch my hands. <laughs> and so. So, um, but that's how, that's how it was in the, in the early days. I didn't start teaching in a classroom setting until I went to Japan into, uh, but that was, I went to Japan, Skeet and I, for the first time in 1985. Um, we didn't start, Skeet and I didn't start teaching in a, in a studio setting until, uh, like 1989. So what's the difference between you going to Japan for the first time in 85 and then you the studio session in 89? What was... Because there was no... Because there was no, uh, no studios, even in, in America. There was nothing to house or we mm. like, oh, there's, you know, let's go teach at that studio because those studios were either ballroom dancing, tap, you know, jazz or whatever. They were still very when, much jazz oriented, like the, all the dance videos yeah, were, like all the dance was still... Yeah, we didn't, and 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 also as a as a street dancer in that in those days we we still have we had a slight uh, attitude against the fact that anyone had learned in the in the studio and I'm not talking about we know learning ballet and jazz and all that because those is where we and that you wouldn't learn those dance styles in a dance studio you learn how to dance you know street dance which meant in a club, mama backyard, somebody corner, Uncle Uncle Buck's uh, uh, living room, house so, party, house party, all that. So when when yes, you're watching someone, but it's not a, it's not in the curriculum, and it's not a per se a dance instructor. So we never said, "Oh, I'm a dance instructor." You want to learn how to dance? So we don't go. I'm a te- we say teacher. I'm a dance teacher, but that still was vague. Right. So the difference was. When you get into that building, which is still it's the same, we're doing it in the living room, but that word dance studio said everyone in there is learning on counts. Everyone mm-hmm. in there is a is structured. Everyone in there has to is a it has this put your foot on this and you turn this way and you make it go this way. Actually, we came from seeing seeing Auntie uh, uh, Lula May <laughs> coming whether she was sober. or or drunk, we <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, and that's how in Japan uh, there was uh, nothing like that. They they didn't know. Only thing that we do, they watch us in the club. We perform. A lot of people just who can you know old enough to get in, in the clubs. That's how they learn. A lot of the old, like the original, some of the original OG Japan dancers from back in the day. They learn by only watching men ski do a show in a club. And dancing on the dance floor. Other than that, we didn't say, "Hey, I'm gonna come here. I'm gonna teach you these moves." That came so '89 is when they started saying, "Hey, we can get you guys some classes." Where 
in the studio. And the students we did were most of the were all like some kind of um uh, uh student taught, you know, ballroom dancing or mm. ballet. There was no hip hop street dance studios in Japan in eighty nine. Didn't come there until like mid nineties. So here's a question because this this topic, this not topic, but this question comes up a lot. Or actually this topic comes up a lot, where you're where people mimic you versus right. tech quote unquote learn from you. At that at that point, see, this is also kind of a hindsight question. Because nowadays we know about quote unquote teaching, and there's still multiple levels of what teaching is. We're going to get into that a little bit. There's a difference between choreographing a class and actually teaching a class. Let's get, let's, let me say that real quick, that those of you that call yourselves teachers, please understand that there's a difference between choreographing and teaching. And the reason why I say that is because, uh, a lot of times, especially, uh, especially going with from this 85 to 89 sequence, when you started going to the studio, did is there a point where you felt like they were just copying you just to copy you? Or was there something lost in that imitation? Because before we actually were able to break it down in a quote unquote studio setting, teaching setting, a lot of times that's where a lot of people I've heard from France or Germany or Korea or Japan, like, Oh, well I learned this by watching this. This is my interpretation of it. And this is what we developed as this is there sort of a not a disconnect but is that sort of like how it progresses into the next generation you know what i mean i get what you're saying yeah see this is it was like this let me go back yeah. even even in the streets of um you know america mm-hmm. we'll say long beach compton la all that there's always been the interpretation of something when again and before Japan, there was no studios in LA and Long Beach and none of that we were teaching. So everyone either come and see us in a show, see us in a battle, or see us rehearse. Mm-hmm. They watch, they interpretation, just go back and say, I I call it, I think this is what they do in error. <laughs> which means interpret because you know me interpretation. Yeah. So I'll say, I think this is what they did. I think this is what they did, which led to a lot of misunderstanding, misinformation, and hybrids of the wrong uh, structures of, of the dance. The thing about it, being in, being in those uh, those uh, situations where somebody, you know, watching me that's in the crowd, mm-hmm. and then they go home and say, I think I think they were doing, even movies on Soul Train, right. I think this is what they, this is, oh, they was going like this. But they don't know the technique. They don't know the structure. They don't know the timing. So it is a, a look thing in Japan happened. Not only that happened because here we are live or there in the class, it was a language barrier. Mm. I didn't speak Japanese. So I couldn't explain. Even though Sam taught us in real time, mm-hmm. but Sam was still was verbally saying, that is that, 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 that. The reason why I did this move because of this. And then you get, you get that understanding of the move through a, uh, a story. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that in Japan. So they, yes, you can learn from, you can learn. That's why people put out, you know, tapes, VHS tapes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, is ballroom, learn how to do ballroom on a VHS tape or learn mm-hmm. how to do ballet. You can, you, yes, definitely you can learn. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're seeing something 
that is not repetitively on a tape that you can control and go back, rewind, rewind. You're looking at something for the first time that's foreign to you and your interpretation becomes skewed, becomes, mm-hmm. you know, or oh, an enemy comes this. Well, this is my style. Well, then why are you calling popping? Why are you mm. calling locking? That right. is techni- technically, you're doing no original technique of either one of those dances. Mm-hmm. But you saying it has some similarities. And I'm going, still not locking. Because mm. you don't even know why you're locking. Still not popping. You don't even know. I don't even see you popping your neck, your legs, your arms, your chest, your none of that. Where is right. where's your popping? Because you do this one time with your arm. So it is hard. It was very hard to do, to 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 get people to understand. And this, even I say in Japan right now, uh, uh, I I uh, go back to people that didn't speak English back then, and we didn't have no interpreters back then, no translators to to help us. I say, man, sorry, you know, you know, now you understand. I don't. I speak a little Japanese. You know, now they speak more English. So I go, sorry about man. He said, oh, no, but you know, it's okay. We were just trying to mimic and just, we didn't understand what you were saying, but we see the move and we try to mimic. But at the, behind the move is the explanation and the stories that makes the move actually make more sense. Mm-hmm. And, that's a, and that's a thing about dance in general. Uh, I say this in my classes all the time. The reason why we're dancing is because the music is on. And when I'm, when the music makes me move a certain way. So I've now heard what that is and it made me feel this way. And this is what my body wants to do. Stop trying to just do the moves. Listen to what the music is making you feel in all that stuff, because there's, there's a story behind it. There's actual uh, a reason, even in freestyle, there's a reason why it happened. Typically in class, this, this is a, this is strong, but a, a, uh, uh, let, let me let me preface this by saying what I am saying is very much my interpretation of how to of how I teach and what teaching is. There is no law about teaching, but we're having a conversation about teaching. And I so with that being said, that don't just try and copy the dance moves. Understand the music. Understand where I'm accenting with the music. Understand why I'm singing a lyric here. Understand why I'm. Not counting here, but giving you a ah, like why? Why is that? Why is that feeling there? Because that's what I felt in every single dance class that you take. You're pretty much learning a freestyle. I whether some, whether someone came up with the move, they created a routine or something that was still them freestyling to what that music or sound or something. It's an interpretation of it. The steps don't make. Doing a bunch of steps means you're doing choreography. Just because you're doing steps doesn't mean you're dancing. For you to actually learn how to dance, you have to process why you want to move, why the person wants you to move this way to the music, how they want you to move this way to the music, and why you want to do the same thing, which is why a lot of times you give someone some information and it doesn't look exactly the way that you did it. If we read a book, I, we can read the same book. We can read, we can read a sentence. The words don't change, but your inflection, your inflection changes, the way you interpret the words changes, the, your accent might be different because you speak a different language. There's something that makes it you versus how it was originally given to you. And it might be a different interpretation by the way the person who wrote it gave it to you as well. So a lot of students really have to understand, a lot of teachers have to understand 
yes, I want, this is what, this is what I want it to look like because it's the way that I did it. But am I teaching it to you for you to understand how to get it the way that I want it? Or am I just teaching it to you at this point because you're just supposed to do it this way? No. And I'll, and, and I'll agree with you 100%. Uh, and adding to that, the, the thing that, because in, in street dance or hip hop or whatever, mm-hmm. it, is, it is based on two, two things. Yes, structured and free freedom, freestyle. Mm-hmm. Got to have the structure, you know. Of course, I got to know the technique foundation. Whether you do classical dance, if you're learning ballet, which I I I taken ballet for two months from Tony Basil, mm-hmm. it is a structure. It is it is now you just you're gonna you're gonna copy the movement until you get it perfected until it becomes that ingrained into your to your DNA. I always mm-hmm. call it the DNA. Um. You know, I always say, and jokingly, I say, the the can you freely move? You learn ballet, can you freely move? Yeah, but you don't you don't see there's no there's no dance clubs that you can put on. You know, a, what a ball, ballerinas or ballet or jazz dance to go to and say, I mean, hey, you want to dance? And they, they get out there and start doing all all these things because mm-hmm. in their head, it's not a freedom of movement. It's right. not it's not uh um uh we call um and propositional. Right. What it is, is when you, that's why I say it's kind of a, it's a, it's a thing, you know, you, someone say, hey, I'm a dancer. I said, what's that? Well, I'm ballet. And I said, well, what's that? Uh, I pop. And I said, well, let me see you just get down. Mm. And if it's like, let me just put on some music. They can't do it. Can I dance to classical music? Yes. Right. And I'm not saying that they can't dance to R&B or funk. Yes. But they don't do it on a free freedom of thing because they not taught that way. So everything for them, and especially if you that if you that like minded in the sense of choreography, choreography is based on like we know uh, is sequential movements done mm-hmm. you know in time. So if you're learning that way, everything is spoon fed to, and you're absolutely one hundred percent right. I don't care what you do. Everything starts from a freestyle concept of thinking. I make up this routine. You just don't pop out, and the whole freaking routine is there. You right. just go. <laughs> I have a okay, okay. On this part, I'm gonna do this. On this part, I'm gonna jump back. On this part, I'm gonna bring my hands up. I'm gonna turn my head. Yes, freestyle freedom of thinking. But people don't understand to go beyond that because they everything is still even in them in a free thinking process of building. It is still structured, structured. to yep. them mm-hmm. versus I don't like, like I'm opposite. I can do when I say choreography is just putting any dance style in sequence, a sequential movement. It's not a dance style. I just want right. to tell everybody that choreo is not a dance style. It is a additive. It is something that you do. You can put it in any genre and choreograph any dance genre. Now I can't, I can't, I mean, it's very difficult for me. Someone give me a piece of music. And go home and pre-choreograph that, and then come to the studio or come. Even when I talk, when I uh, uh, work with Omarion, Justin Timberlake, all of them, everything, every choreography they learn from me is me building it on the spot. I do not know. I know with music, they they they. they here's the song. I hear it. I get a. I get a. Of tiny music. I groove, the cadence, mm-hmm. wording. And then when I get to the studio, 
this is when I start. When mm-hmm. I teach class, my my I build choreography like I freestyle off off moments. I cannot do it. Some people, it's very hard for me to pre-choreograph a, a choreography for my class when everything I do is freedom of movement. So right. I get freedom of thought. So I'm very quick. Some people say, Pete, hey, when did you make that choreography? Right now. <laughs> right now? Like you remembering all it. I'm building it right now. I don't need a blue. My blueprint is already structured. I know when I know my limitations. I know what I do. Right. And I can build anything from scratch. I don't care. Give me the music, Davey. Give me the music. The, the moment before I have to choreograph someone, an artist, and I will choreograph them and they will get a routine like I made it up two weeks ago. So, but that's how I am. That's how I started. Right. So I just think, you know, and sometimes the reason why I look at a lot of choreographers in a sense where they dance off of R&B music, or they can be, they can, you know, they can not even be hip hop choreographers. They can be like, hey man, and I always tell people, look, that music or that kind of music is built on just a feel. We're going to feel through mm-hmm. this. And I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to re-choreography, but I just say a lot of people put a limitation on their thinking because they think I, you know, I can't freestyle. You are freestyle. I said, when did you make that routine up? I said, last night. When you made it up, and you heard the music, did you just boop, and it was done? Yeah. Or did you build it? They said, I built it. I said, it's freestyle. Now you yeah. just put freestyle in a, in a sequential movement. Now it needs to become choreography. This is right. why choreography and style yeah. is something that you do with something. Anyway, I hope that, you know, I'll add into what you said. Right. No, no, no. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was saying. Because at the at the end of last session i was like this is going to go down a whole rabbit hole because as i said i've heard because another another sequence of this is you know there's there's an entire quote-unquote sect of ogs that are very much this is this and this is what i said and this was it and then people and then there's so many different because as we know, dance developed perimutual. It wasn't while while you and Sam were in Fresno, there was stuff happening in Los Angeles, there was stuff happening in Oakland Bay, there was stuff happening in Boston, there was stuff happening in New York and Philly. So we 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 like to think that, oh, this happened here, and then now in this year, this happened, but stuff is happening all around. That's that's how life happens. So then at a certain point there gets this cross information where a lot of, uh, after a lot of these master workshops and classes and stuff, students ask questions and one person would be like, no, this person, one student would be like, oh, this person said this. And the other person's like, no, this is, this is what I do. This is what here. How do you feel about the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That whole, that fast holding to, I created, I created this, or this person said they created it, but I created it versus this happened at this time. And then it happened at another time here. But what we're doing is sort of like going into what you were saying about like the class in Japan, where people were watching and seeing like, this is what I think they're doing. And then somebody thinks they've created something else, but it's already been done. I mean, and then they're like, no, well, no, nah, you know, I mean, because this has been a pretty much a root of pretty much electric boogaloo's, you know, 
beefs with people or uh, you know, things. Now, I'm a firm believer of, yes, you know, you can create a dance style or you mm-hmm. create movement. You know, Don created whether he his, his interpretation of one move turned into something else. Same thing, Sam's inspiration was, you know, the jerk back in the day, mm-hmm. twist. So, but when when something is definitely changed, it's like you go, you can't see what the movement in it. I go, oh yeah, he created that. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at, you know, whoever created uh uh whacking, whoever created uh waving, punking, should get they just do. Just say, because I'm not I'm not a person who's who's <laughs> I don't get, I don't, I don't want to take credit just because I'm in the black community because somebody invented something and I get to benefit off the situation because I was in a black community. Mm-hmm. No, who created that? That black dude right there. He the one who created the damn super soaker. Mm-hmm. Should I get a check? No, because it's not my creation. Right. So I'm a person that. I be- firmly believe in if you create it, you should get credit for it. Mm-hmm. If you now again, this is where it falls into the interpretation. Well, right. see, when Oakland, we was doing this, and then Fresno, we was doing this, and I say, let's see clearly what you do. Oh, yeah, we don't do that. Not, that's you got cool. That's your, that's your props for me. Mm-hmm. That right there. Oh, we call this this. When did y'all do this? We did it in 1981. Oh, we was doing that in 78. So that means wasn't nothing before us. There's something behind us. Mm-hmm. So I'm always t- asking people, what was before you that move or that style? Uh, nobody. I didn't start it to this day. And stop telling me you created something. Stop telling me that oh, I should, you should get the credit because you have a, inter- a, a sort of interpretation of a move that you saw. And I have this always with people because they go, I got my own style of popping. And I said, when did you create popping? They said, what do you mean? You see, you have your own style. That means only to tell me that you have changed something or saw something and rediscovered something that made it your own. Because mm-hmm. once you have your own style of something, then it's not about you taking it from the original. You, Because we all are copies of the original. We're, every time you do something, we're, we're not the originators. I'm not originator. I'm an original group called Electrical Rules, but I'm not the originator of the dance. I'm just a right. part of copy. Whether my interpretation or my, my uh, I call it uh, my, um, you know, I can add something to it, but without that, I can't do this. So my right. thing is, I'm very much a person who says, if you've done it, you should get your credit for it. Mm-hmm. The arguing for me when people say, you know, oh, apples and oranges, apple and orange. No, it ain't, apple and orange is different. They taste <laughs> different. They look different. So yeah, apples and oranges. That's the dumbest saying to me. Apples and oranges. <laughs> You're actually saying these are two different things, my brother. It's like it's, you, know, you know, it's like it's, no. it's, it's the same but you different. That means it's huh? it, it's the same but different. That means it's not the it's same. A, it's different. Like <laughs> it's the same. Only, but they're fruit, Pete. I know, but they grow different trees, and they look different texture-wise, taste-wise. Everything about them is different. The only only correlation that is their fruit. Same thing. Only correlation is that it's called a dance. Right. That is, but it's a different. So 
people should get credit for pretty much get credit for what they do, what they mm-hmm. create. And the bickering is only some of the bickering is just fueled in, in people's um own um uh, could be jealous, could envies, could be just mm. so I'm a person I love giving people props. I love saying, who created that? Oh, he did? Oh man, thank you for creating that. Thank you for doing that. Mm. I love it. Like, you know, uh, want to be part of it. that's why I'm not a community. I'm not the community guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, oh man, the dance community. Huh? Dance community guy. And again, like the thing with Pop Lock. Mm. And I asked people that name. I said, well, LA do Pop Lock. I said, when did they create that name? Because that, because when I do the same, when I do my thing, people go, PG Pop Lock. Then I said, well, it's an LA thing. I said, so you're going to tell me that I'm going to do it like one Saturday morning in 1979. Every, every person in the, in the South Central Black community woke up and was doing a dance and they all named it Pop Locker simultaneously. Someone had to create that name. So to give it to the community only tells me you don't know the truth and you have to, you have to change the narrative and make it a community thing to say, I don't know. Who did it? But it sounds it sounds good when I say, man, you know, hey, we were doing it. That's what we was doing back in the day. But who who created the name? Who created mm. that style? Who created the technique? Well, I don't know. But okay. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Like, I'm a person, that's how I am. You, you ain't gonna sit in and just com- give me the community rhetoric. <laughs> Everybody in the community made it up. All black people can dance. All black people are fast. All black people can jump high. Hell to the note. <laughs> so why am I doing this? So is there is there an actual is there an actual style pop locking? Because that's also an argument in the dance community. No, it's not. It's a it's a it's a misinterpretation of something I you know, whether it be people say let's boogie, a lot of people call it flexing, a lot of people call, you know. Yes, the unfortunate thing in those days, because there was no, see, this is why I love uh, social media. I love, not, not because, oh, there's bad things. Yes, but when you don't, when in my, you know, pre-social media, pre-web, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing, you had to get on the phone and say to somebody, man, I think, I saw this dude, man, they were doing a thing. I don't know what the name of it. I don't know, look like they were jerking. Oh, maybe it's called the jerk style. And that goes to that person here. That person tells somebody. That person say, "Yeah, it's jerk style." Oh, yeah, I know. We see locking. Locking was. It, I think they just doing a form of, of of the new locking. And I heard something about pop pop. Maybe it's, it's pop locking. Oh, because the first time I heard that name, someone I would get off the bus and this guy. I was coming across the street. I'm out. This is me at sixteen, just mm-hmm. learning. Probably about. I probably uh, maybe a month and two months into it. I'm coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This dude sitting on a kid, my age, probably around my age, sitting on a bus bench, going back the other way. Say, you pop locking. And I was like, I know what I know what locking is. I know what pop is. I said, you can't pop lock. And you can, but this is not. It's two different dances. Mm-hmm. He said, no, man, the LA, we do, they do it. It's pop locking. I said, it's called popping. Went to the guy home and said, Sam, you know what they call it? Popping is what? They call it pop lock. Pop locking. They ain't got no locking in it. <laughs> because it's just a miss, you know, once you, you know, 
It's the same thing with moonwalk. Moonwalk yeah. backslide. Same thing. Moonwalk backslide glides. Yeah, yeah, once you get and and once it catch on, like people say, the car don't like fire. Wildfire is wildfire. It just burns everything in its path and eats up everything. And you look at it like by the time you look back, you're going, it's charred remains of stuff and you can't rebuild. You go, <laughs> oh, this is called pop locking since it burnt up everything. So that's that's the basis. And it's hard to to of course to correct people. Yeah, you can say stuff yeah. and people, you know, I got nieces and nephews who will say, Oh, Uncle, yeah, you got pop lock. It's that's a trigger. What? Yeah. You know better than that. <laughs> Put the hell out of here. You saying that word to me? It's it's so. it's it's interesting because along that line, you know, like back in 2003, 2004, one of the biggest dances, one of the biggest dance moves in Los Angeles was the wobble. And it's like, yep. that's just a dumbass wop. <laughs> like, cause I cause I come from the East Coast. I'm I'm from I'm from Philly, Connecticut, New York. And it's like we're the people like doing the wobble. I'm like, bruh, that's just the wop, but behind you and moving around. So how is that a new thing or the electric slide yeah. came from the bus stop, but we called the electric slide and the electric slide became the, uh, the cha-cha slide, like the, the Cuba, like yeah. they're all, everything goes down around. And I forget if it was Buddha, but with like the, uh, ATL bounce, what some people either call the TLC or the remember the time, it was like, depending on pe- how people knew what it was, they gave that name to it. And it's like, well, this is what we were doing in this area. This is what it was called because this person did it and called it this, but because you guys know it as something else, you saw Michael Jackson do it when they did it in the remember the time video or the, what about your friends from TLC? It was like, but that's the same. You got to go back to where it was originated from. But as you said, like wildfire, people just go with what they know. It's the moonwalk. He's moonwalking. So now I'm moonwalking. It's like, ah, there's so much misinformation out there, but it's hard. It's hard to educate the masses because even if you look at world history, not even just U.S. history, but history in the U.S. is different than history in the U.K. about the same thing, which is different than history in France about in Italy about the First World War or something like that. So people have their, whoever is in the quote unquote power structure at the time will dictate what their story is. And like, no, 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 I'm going to double down because this is what it is. Cause this is what I was told, you know? See, and that's the thing. You're right. Um, But I'm from, this is me personally. I'm a person who I love to give equal true props and I love factual things. I can have my opinion. Uh, my interpretation of it, then I go beyond inter- interpretation. So somebody said, "Well, my 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 friend taught me, you know, we call it this because my friend taught me." And I say, "What did he learn from?" Well, I don't know, but, but I'm telling you that this is the name of it. Ten years before you learn it from him, mm. so if I'm looking at it and going, "Oh no, that move is called this," that move, not that I can go into the state moving. What created that move? Oh, it was created because he saw this and he saw that and he put it combined and this and that. I can go that deep on, on stuff too. But my thing is, when that movement becomes stand, a standalone dance uh, or movement or whatever, that is identified now as that. Mm-hmm. And when people start changing 
the names because sometimes you can't change the some people they change the, the the technique or they try to make it look up, but it's mostly the name. Because mm-hmm. like you say, you go around, well, oh, this is called this, this is called that. And I go, what was it originally called? Because if you're in your area, it's called this, but that dance was in this area, you know, four months before then. So in that area, where it came from, it's called the WAP. Mm-hmm. You got here, it's called WAP. That's the original name. Now, you do you would do it a better justice if you say, yeah, I know, I know the original name. It's called yeah, it's called a WAP. But you know, yeah, when it got here, you know, yeah, we call it a wobble, but we definitely know this is not the original name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, should we just go ahead and call it the WAP? Yeah, you can just be that simple. But if you're going to explain, don't. But people will argue the fact like we call it this here. Right. This is what we call it here. But it came a year before you start doing it, and it's the same movement. But it was that's the original name. Backslide, and actually, it was the, the tap slide, even the backslide, because you just said because it, they interpreted it since the movement going backwards. So they were actually they were actually dance, called get offs. They were actually called get offs because you're getting off the stage. Slide to get off, yeah, like, get your ass off stage. Yeah, <laughs> get off. And 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 it's and it's still the, almost the same because it was more of a only recognizing what it is, and that's the end of your set. Tap set, yeah. Okay, we go. This is the let me get off the stage. It wasn't them. They clapping not because of the phenomenal movement. They knew the audience knew. Oh, this is the end of that set. Get right. the hell off. We clapping because it's done. We right. uh, it it was reintroducing them in that in this modern times as the backslide, and and, and again the same argument could be mm-hmm. set for that. We could say, but it became it became a, uh, a salational uh, movement where people go whoa it became the wow movement. <gasps> Oh, oh my God! How do you move? How do you do that going backwards? That is so crazy. <laughs> so, you know, and that's what, that's what it was. So this this notion, uh, but I'm still a person that says I can still say it's not called that, but in modern era it's called this. But originally, it's called a get off. You know, oh, okay. All right, so so. Because you've taught so much internationally, have you mm. ever run into a situation where you're giving a master class or something, or you're in even like a, even like judging a battle or something, where or a workshop internationally, where you start you start you start teaching or you're in this and someone does something and they start arguing against you about what the move is or where it came from. Yes. <laughs> you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing because apparently this has happened, and I'm also bringing this up because I know it's happened because I, you know, I live internationally um, as well. It's always, you know, I'm gonna go back when I was when I first started getting into this, you know, to learning. Anybody, I'm not saying anybody that's older me or did before me know everything. I don't mm-hmm. know everything. I know what I know, and I'm make sure I put that out now. But I'm a, but I'm a, I'm a listener first and foremost. Especially if someone has been doing it long, longer than I. Especially if you're doing a dance that you really was a part of, or or created, or or um, uh, enhanced, or whatever. So when I get these people that I always ask, well, for one, what is your, your information? My 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 cousin, cousin, uh, brother, sister, uh, uncle told me. Cool. So how are they? I said, well, how are they telling me? So I said, well, how old are you? Oh man, I'm, I'm 22. Hey, you know, I've been doing this for 43 years. And then you just, I do, he wasn't back there. Wow. 20, 
Or even they say I'm 40. Ah, 40. You still wasn't. You weren't even born. Yeah. Like, dude, like, why are you, why are you challenging me on something? Now, if I got it wrong, mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, whether you're younger than me, if they wouldn't got correct information and they said, well, Pete, this is that, that. I didn't know that. Who? But when you over here, knowing I'm, I, I, I'm knowing that you're coming with this BS and you saying stuff that you're talking about, my mother say, talking off the side of your mother, mouth, <laughs> then I'm going to say, what do you, what do you, so you trying to check me of something that is straight up bogus and, and everything you're telling me, it didn't happen now. As it mm-hmm. did not, could not have, and it did not have. This is not, this is facts that it didn't happen that way. So yeah, it is, it is kind of really sometimes, and you know, I be looking at them like, dude, like you want to, and then some people just do it because they want to, they want to outdo me. Well, I told Papa Pete off. Right. I was, oh, see, oh, I was going to oh. bring that up. So how many, how many times have you been challenged or called out? Wow. Wow. <laughs> just stop. Just a lot. What? Wow. See, I, I don't want to ask this question because it's actually one of my roulette questions, but I'm going to throw it out there. And if we get that, when we get to the roulette table, we'll just do another one. But what was, what has been one of the worst uh, teaching experiences for you internationally? Oh, teaching kids. <laughs> Just in general. No, no, and it's not, and it's not all children. It's, it's sometimes, you know, of course, the attention span because they, they kids, mm-hmm. and it's only certain countries. I don't, I don't, you know, I won't name the countries, but okay. But I'll name the country that kids are disciplined. It's Japan. Japan, it's like that's. They come, it can be five. I didn't talk five, but there's places I've been that, you know, I had to put kids out of, out of the class. Come on, man. You're not going to pay attention. Like, or I say, your parents spent the money, spent a lot of money for you to come to take this class. I know you don't want to be here. So I'm going to do you, I'm going to do you a solid. Mm-hmm. You just go. They're not going to give you your, your parents' money back, but you can go. <laughs> so, those those now when it gets because some like I said and, and all the all how rambunctious the kids are but mm-hmm. the one of the things I don't like in my class and this is from you know have happened so many times with grown-ups I'm teaching you and the person in the back is doing a solo or dancing or they teaching someone else not even the what I'm teaching they're showing them something totally different. Mm. I've had that happen so many times. And I walk, literally walk back there and say, um, uh, what's your name? He said, oh, your name Papa Pete? No, that's your name. Are you in the front? No. Do you want to be in the front? Because you can come teach the class because you surely back here teaching something that I'm not teaching and this is not your class. So why are you teaching Oof. on this person, this movement that has nothing to do with what I'm teaching? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, man, that's the thing. But if you want to come teach the class and show that movement, I have no problem taking people in class like that. I'm going like, and I'm sitting up there going, what is this dude doing? Really? You, you're actually back then. I stop the music. I sit there and look at them. And, they, and then here, they look up and go, and they looking around, everybody looking at me, looking at them. <laughs> I said, that's my problem. So yeah, when it's stuff like that, man, I just, I have a, I have a problem with people. 
Mm. You don't want to be in the class, or if you think you can do it better than me, next time, tell us to hire you. Because um, just don't come to my class. Oof. So, yeah. But, but, I'm a nice and I don't think people realize the amount of disrespect that is as well. To do your own thing in somebody else's class. Now, of course, we all have side conversations in class. Like, even that's disrespect, but we all do it. You, like, a joke comes up, teacher says something, someone does something, like, oh, Pete, look at this. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Or, yo, remember that time? Okay, just let me focus. Okay, bye bye. You have a little side conversation. But the audacity to sit there and re choreograph or reteach, or not even reteach, but because of course we know like sometimes someone's very scared to ask a question. So someone helps them out and you can see when someone's going over your information for them, but to see someone completely go off of what you're doing into their own world, the amount of disrespect that that is one for your, for yourself as the dancer or student in the class to the person that, you are quote unquote helping out three, the rest of the class that you're interrupting from because everybody else is now paying attention and trying to ignore you from what the teacher's saying, especially if it's a, a packed house. And then four, the teacher who's in the front of it, bruh, sis, come on now. Like, I get it. You think yeah. like either you think you're better or it's just a naivety that you don't know better but come on, do you do that? And do you do that in regular school where the teacher's teaching you something? You just start talking about another subject. Yeah. Like, are you in, are you in math class? And you start teaching about English. Come on. I was just about to say, yeah, but you know, it, it happens. And I think sometimes people do it. Some people just straight up, you know, on that hater, hater thing. Like, I'm, I, you know, I was in Pompey's class and I, I was doing this and, you know, he didn't say nothing and I didn't care. And then, nah, you don't get away. Like not in my class, and it, and let me tell you, it's a difference with a it's a different setting uh, or way to approach it with like uh, any electrical member that happens. I mean, Wiggles will Wiggles will straight go and get the F out of my class. <laughs> you know, and if it's you know, and Sugar Pop would do the same. You know, you I, know I, I've I, actually I, never I, seen I've and never like, seen Wiggles explode. Oh man, it's the I don't want funny. to. I don't want to. <laughs> But I've never seen. I don't even want to. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him at battles where he's gotten a little bit upset at some people doing some real stupid stuff. But I've never nah, seen him explode. He's very. Think about him. He's saying if you pay for a class, and this all goes into what we're talking about. If you pay for a class, then pay attention. You pay for a class, then pay attention. Because if you in, if you in here, and you and whether you small, you don't care. Small, medium, big. Mm. You're not paying attention, then he's that that takes the takes energy from him and the focus that now he got to focus on you doing the tomfoolery. So if you go mm. that, then it takes away from the rest of the students who are who are willing and here to learn. So now I got to stop the class, go tell you what I need to tell you because you're doing something crazy, or put you out. But then stops the class, and you got people looking like, well, oh my god. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody know. Like, you know, Wiggle is a very, you know, he had taking his class, people taking his class, he's a he, he's very disciplined, but he had mm-hmm. he, he had pockets of moments that he's gonna have fun at the same time. When he's focused, you need to be focused. Because he mm-hmm. said if you wanna okay, 
Why are you here? At first you say, why are you here? You want to learn how to dance? Nah, no, you don't. Why? Because you're not, you're not focused. Anybody want to learn how to dance, they send you tentative. Man, what is he doing? He moved. He moving. Okay, what is he doing right here? Ah, that's how I was with Sam. Mm. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's one of my big pet peeves. It's like when people think they know when they don't know. Again, I'm a person who would, would have information that I don't know, whether you're younger than me, older than me. As this information is, it should be ageless. Should be, should be, you know, has has no color, has no age. If you know more than me, there's yeah. people who are book smart than I, more smarter than I, and they're younger than me. I go, what is that? How you spell that word? What does that word mean? Hmm. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So it all comes down to still about respect. Well, right. Respect. All about respect. So with so with that being said about respect, when you started teaching in Japan, you said there was a language barrier. You didn't speak Japanese. They really didn't speak English. Nowadays, English is much more uh, common, but there still are a lot of people that don't. There's still a language barrier depending on what country you go to. What was it? What was it? What is it like? How do you teach? How do you convey that information when you're in these countries? Okay, let's start. With, let's okay. Let's start with Japan when you were first there in '85, the first time before you were in the studio. Then when you're in the studio in '89, and then since then, how is it? How is that? What What has been your learning process of being able to communicate all that backstory to the students without speaking the language? I mean, now I mean, I mean, because we have we have uh, translators. That's simple. Or I can get on the phone and work and then and translate everything I want. Mm. So that's the thing now, you know, but if you don't have that, it mostly now they, they give you, because again, when I first went, there wasn't a lot of people that, you know, uh, Japanese that, and, and that seen it actually spoke, uh, uh, you know, English and Japanese. We had mm. like, my boy, Cherry. Cherry was a, uh, was he's he's one at uh, the Weber Friedminski. He spoke, uh, you know, good enough English. He's married to to American, so so he would say something, you know, go in the class and and and, and tell people. But most of the time when he wasn't there, so the, so the language and and this is then once it got late, got into the latter years, and even me going there now, I go. Okay, who who in the track? What's doing, y'all? Who speaks English? You know, somebody raised their hand. Tell them this. Tell them what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but since it's been over the years, a lot of people under just through movement, they start they understand. You mm-hmm. know. And yes, I gotten better at you know breaking it down. Again, me and Skeet had to learn how to break the, the style down. Sam mm-hmm. taught us in real time. We the one who had to learn it because now we're in the studios and we yeah we out there doing all that they like they see us doing on on stage or whatever, but we try to use we got trying to use the same approach. I had to change my thing. So this is after Taco. This is after everybody. So when I got into a studio setting, you know, I, I point it. Mm. Point out what you're trying so to I move. Can, can, yeah, so I can teach on mute. I call it teaching on mute. <laughs> so and I I can get everything I want out because now I'm just saying. It's like a sign language. Sign language. That's all it is. But at, at first, I didn't see it like that. It was just more like, 
And the crazy thing is that me and Skeet in the classes in, night, in, in early days, Speaking to people who don't understand this like they understand this. We talk like I'm talking to you. Yeah, see, you know, when you're out here, you got to pop you hard. You got to make sure your legs are going like this. And we do this movement. And they looking at it like, they're not going to say, hey, I don't understand. They are trying to tune in and catch something that they understand. Mm-hmm. Then you get, then in the early days when people only spoke this much English, but spoke more, more than I spoke Japanese. Mm-hmm. I spoke zero. They spoke four percent of english but the interpretation of translation of what i'm trying to say is minimal mm-hmm. so they don't even so they translate and that happened to me so many times that i had to because then i'm talking long like i do so you know when you do this you gotta make sure that da, 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 da. i said translate they go uh they finish Wait, dude, I just spoke at least about 20 minutes. You just <laughs> you said five words and you, you <laughs> explained that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and and uh I had a friend who was American and spoke Japanese, and it happened in it was in a class, and I asked the dude, and I said, Let me see, ask the dude. And so the, the person my friend knew exactly what I said, knew how they could say it in Japanese. When I had the other dude who was my translator to do it, and he said, and I said, did he say what I said? He said, nope. Yeah. He, gave a, he gave a quick, you know, like just almost like to say, oh, just just follow what Pete does. <laughs> and not explain. Thanks for being a translator. I, you might as well not be there. Exactly. If you're just going to give a summation, I can give a fucking summation. <laughs> you know, exactly. But but it goes, I mean, that's what I said. It was the early days. Yeah. But, uh, and, and now I can, you know, I just teach and mute if I have to. Whether I'm in France, Germany, you know, I don't speak none of that. But most of those countries trying to speak, you go to those countries, most of the students will, they, they speak English or understand English for the mm. most part. Uh, it was harder in China, China, Korea, and Japan. It's very hard, or any Asian country that doesn't that English is not the second language. So, how was your how was your how have your experiences been in Sweden? Because I saw you here Sweden. in Sweden a couple of times. Oh man, you know I, I um and Sweden just got a lot of you know H and M's, you know. <laughs> Yo, so what? What was that? 2012, the Boogaloo's were here when when Shoney was here. Was that 2012 yeah. or 11? Do, uh, it was about 11. Do you do you remember? We were talking. You you finished off stage, and we were. It was in the middle of a festival. It was the Gothenburg yep. Summer Festival, and this dude was sitting there. And he was, what did he call you? He called you a bootleg. <laughs> Do you remember this? <sighs> um, bootleg. Yo. Oh. And he didn't realize oh, that you were one of the dudes that was on stage either. He was like, oh, yeah. they're okay. But I've been like, I know, I know, I know black dancers and they're just like a bootleg, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you, I went in. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember. Oh my God, that what? Oh, I first I thought he was joking. So did I. <laughs> so did I. So I was like, ha ha ha. And he just stood there, and I was like, oh, he has no. Okay, I, I'm going. Uh, like he just tell me about these guys that just performed, how bootleg they were. And I'm saying that was me. 
Which is the funny part, because again, he didn't realize that you were one of the yeah. dudes that were on stage. And this dude wasn't a dancer. This dude was just a guy in the crowd who was just watching this show and saw us talking and decided because we were speaking English, he was going to join the conversation and just. Now that has, was that to me is one of the, it has to be my top two, like in that kind of experience, like somebody actually saying something about, about me, but not realizing it's me and going, them dudes up there is bootlegs. They suck pretty much. Oh, I've seen better. Uh, I wish I could remember who he called you a bootleg of. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he called me a bootleg of some dancer or somebody. Yo. How, so like when calling who he thought was on stage the different person, the bootleg or something. Uh, that was me. That was us. I was, that was me in the show. Uh, so much. Yeah, fun. that was that. I totally forgot about that. I definitely got to talk about that. that, that <laughs> on my pod, oh, I'm always bringing it up. That's, I got to talk about that. In, in our long lasting relationship, that's going to be one of those things that I hold on to when, no. when you 90 and I'm 70. And it's like, Pete, you remember when you was in Sweden and that dude called you a bootleg? <laughs> but, and the crazy thing, your face and my face. We looked at each other like, because <laughs> we both thought he was, like, was joking. At first, we thought it was a straight up joke. Yeah, we until did. it settled in that the conversation didn't continue after that. There was no other words. We were like, <laughs> the look. The, we were like, <laughs> that was like, wait, hey, who is it? No, he, <laughs> no, he, no. He, and he was so sure of himself. Like he was like, like he was he was the authority on that dance these people up there doing. Yeah, that's bootleg. Uh, they had a bootleg of some of that. Ah, uh, bruh. All right, yeah. that was that but was my cool. experience was great. <laughs> so I just I just had to bring that up because it makes me cry every single time I think of it. I I will never forget that moment. I will never forget that moment. Definitely. Even if I have dementia, I will never forget that Definitely. moment. That's one you, you will not forget. <laughs> you, they say, all he talks about is this thing called bootleg and a conversation back in 2011. And well, we can't get him to remember to put on his underwear. <laughs> you don't remember that conversation. So how often do... So when you travel, when the E, oh, see, I was about to call you EBs. <laughs> it's all good. We are the EBs. This oh, it's accepted EBs. now. It's readily acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when the electric boogaloos, EBs, mm-hmm. uh, travel and do performances, is it typically combined with doing workshops or master classes, or yeah. yeah? How do you how do you how do you all split up? Okay. So so when someone calls you, so. How do these people find you? Okay, let's start there. Uh, how, do well, these, how do these people in all these countries who don't speak English or speak little English find you to bring you over? They find someone that speaks a little bit more English than they do. And they, especially back in the days when it was just uh, email. Yeah. Okay, so Before yeah, social media. Someone, or in the, in the case of how Skeet and I got to Japan, there was, again, this 85 
There was no email. They actually had to, uh, they called me, but the only way they got my number, home number, is they went through uh, the movie company. But I was on, how they saw me, I was on the promotional tour for Breaking mm-hmm. in 84. This, this uh, club saw me on a television show, and I guess they said, well, how do we get in contact with them? So they contacted that show, Japanese show, but then not stolen well. The this people are the one who set this up for the tour. Thus they hit them, hit the hit the um the um uh, movie company and the movie companies gave them my number. Nice. Okay. That's how so yeah, so you know, now it's it's much easier, you know. So but back then it was like like, you know, they have to sit there and like uh somebody you know, or walking down the street, somebody say, "Hey, oh, you see this? I want you to be in this thing. You don't have my number. You ain't catching up with me." Now, even on Soul Train, the day we how we got on, how we we knew that they wanted us on Soul Train is only because we watching Soul Train, watching our the guys Casper and Cooley um, dancing on the show, and Don Carney is interviewing them after a performance. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, yeah, so you're doing that new, that new uh, dance, you know, because uh, a bunch of other people came on and performing and always said our name. Mm. And he just kept, he kept hearing the name. Oh, but I did group electric boogaloo. He said, yeah, yeah. And he turned to the camera. As he even said, yeah, we're going to have the, the electric boogaloo company on, on Soul Train uh, in a couple of weeks. Now, we watched the pre-taped, pre-taped Saturday morning. <laughs> we watch all the time. And I'm 17 years old. I'm looking, and he said it. We went for one. We we only have we we elated because Don <laughs> Cornelius said our damn name on TV, and we know everybody's watching. He said our name. Wait, he said we're gonna perform. We performed on that. They ain't contacted us, huh? Now, the 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 episodes you would watch on Soul Train that Saturday morning are pretty much two weeks. Take two weeks prior. Right. So all this time, they've been trying <laughs> to find us. Because he had already stated we was going to be on the show two weeks before at the live taping. So two, so when it came on, we just seen it at that time. When we did uh, Robot Dane, he, that was Saturday, Monday morning, he called to Soul Train office, the production office, and said to the lady, whoever went picked up said, uh, you know, Soul Train production office said, Yes, this is. We saw uh, we're we're the group that Don Cornelius said we're the Electric Boogaloo's, and we saw him Saturday. And the lady lady was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm glad you guys called. We've been looking for you guys <laughs> for the long." He said that you guys was going to be on the show in two weeks. We immediately had to. We he said and Lay said, "Okay, the production's going to call you guys, and we got to schedule you guys. And you guys want to be on the show? Of course, we're going to be on the show. Of course. Uh, that's and why that's I'm calling first. <laughs> Yeah, so we had to, and you know, and then we was on it twice. We filmed the first time. Mm-hmm. Then we had no dressing room. We changed in the bathroom. We didn't get paid. It was like a, so when we finished our first performance, we was, you know, we, you know, we waiting around watching this thing. Don Cornelius walked up to us and said, I want you guys on the show again uh, next week or, you know, the next two weeks. And we looking like, what? Yeah. 
And that's how we got, that's how we got invited to do it the second time. And the second time we got, we got uh, money paid, you know, through mm-hmm. union and, and we had a dressing room with our name on the door. We had a fruit basket. Anytime you get it, you go into your dressing room and you got a fruit basket, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> we said we got a fruit basket. We made it. At least it wasn't a fruit cake. If it was a fruit cake, I would threw it outside and say, <laughs> I quit. Uh, something, uh, Going off of what we've been talking about for a little bit, I remember this at the end of the conversation. <laughs> Recently, there was an article. <laughs> Recently, there was an article. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do this with a straight face as I bring it up. Recently, there was an article that was pretty much like a clickbait uh, website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this dancer... You might not recognize him from, from the movie Electric Breakin, but see what he looks like now. And they had, it was you. Shrimp and, and shrimp. And, pu- <laughs> and boo shrimp. <laughs> how, how did that, how did, how did you, <laughs> how did you find that out? Because you posted somebody, it on Facebook, on Instagram or something. And I was yeah, like, wait, somebody, this somebody is a joke, right? Yeah, somebody sent it to me, and I'm like, okay, somebody truly don't know how you know how we look and thinking because there was a young picture of shrimp, of course, from the movie, and then hearing me with this beard, gray beard, and they're like, you know, he's changed. I'm going, and I'm 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 not like you know stomping, cursing around the house, man. I'm more like, what the hell is going? What the hell is this? <laughs> and I'm like, you know. Then I posted up and I put the humor to it, but it was like, and every, oh man, the people just went in. How could they? Hey, nah, nah, what the hell are they doing? This is what I'm saying. This is what they treat black people. Blah, blah, blah. It was ain't it. Then it comes to Dan, they did Wiggles. Uh, and then somebody hit me and said, oh, they, they, uh, they did they, Wiggles with what? They did Wiggles with, um, I'm not sure what Shabadoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> he looks different now. Yo, you and listen. Then they, then they told us it's a joke site uh, 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 that they do this. Oh, now, I'm okay. About, I was trying to track down the people, the, the, the you know, all that. See, I, was to, I said it was, I up. said it was clickbait. I said it was clickbait. <laughs> yeah. I saw you post that and I just laughed. I left it. I was like, you know what? I got nothing to say. That is the funniest. That was, that was funny. Nah, after a while, I was like, wow, that was good. Oh, damn. They got me. And I was like, and I was nice. I was going to say all kind of long, man. But I, was, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but it was cool. You know, I, I, I hey, you know, I, I look at it like, damn, you know, like, that got me yeah, <laughs> give, me, give me kudos for that. Uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up to you from last time we talked as well, and I can't remember because that is that's just another thing that I probably will never forget. Just you and yeah. shrimp, you know. Because first thing I said was like, all black people look alike, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like. Well, guess we all look alike, you know. Like, dude, I mean, I've seen, you know you know, things online, like where I I, I actually looked up, like when, when uh, Fred Berry, who plays Rerun and What's yeah. Happening, had died. Mm-hmm. So I said, 
you know, um, you know, the picture and, you know, and he, brought, he brought up a picture and it was a picture of um, uh, Steve Harvey and it says Fred Berry. So when it says, uh, this, you know, died in 1990, but it was a picture of Steve Harvey. And this is on, it, like, on, on thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I have to. Yeah. Oh. What the Steve hell? Harvey is like twice the size, like twice the height of Fred was. And it was just, a, and it was just a, a face picture. Like, I don't oh, see the dude. All right. Like, dude, that's different. But they said it was, they said Steve Harvey it was dead. Fred Berry. Oh, wow. Lord. Oh, my Lord. All right. Going back, going back to <laughs> going, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Going back to the teaching thing, do you still enjoy teaching now? Yes. Is do you find yourself yeah. more drawn to teaching or performing? Performing. Ah. Performing is is I enjoy teaching, but I love performing. Mm-hmm. This is why in my classes, I was the, the very first, you know, street dancer in a sense. Not let me not let me reiterate because I, I I don't know. I'll say. The very first popper that's teaching a popping class mm. that would do solos and get down as part of my teaching. Mm-hmm. But at first it wasn't. It was just me because I hear the music and I, I love performing so much. I, I'm teaching to a song that I'm freaking going, or what song is my stuff? And I start just getting down. And people, uh, I remember a lot of teachers who now do it. A lot of pop and, and weight people, you know, they would now do solos in, in their classes. Would they would say, "Man, why people always doing solos in class?" Man, I'm gonna do solos, and they only pay for the teaching. Now he performing for them. And I also get that, and I was saying, "It's not about them. I'm dancing because I love it. I love to perform and love to get out." So, and now it's 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 a thing where students now expect everybody, you know, you know, probably boogaloo. Whatever world mm. they go, you gonna do a solo? Like even now, sometimes I do things. Say, hey, you didn't do a solo? Nah, not not do a solo. Because they're yeah. so used to me doing ten solos in, a, in an hour and a half. <laughs> so, and here, some here. of it is because I, I I had to also rethink the, the reason why I do that because not not to stop it. I had to say, this is how Sam taught me. So he, I put everything I told him in real time. So yeah, mm. I'm teaching you how to do the old man. Now I'm gonna show you how that what I'm teaching you look in how to do it in real real time and and, and just a kid now mm. and then they, people say man I'm glad you do do that or especially in China or as soon as as soon as they know as soon as I, they they hear to me we we doing a routine and I start going they phone or they get they phone ready <laughs> click record he's going let's get it we got him like a lot of my root a lot of my my solos because I don't I don't set up my camera to do because everything I want is organic. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I put up is from someone else's camera that they sent me saying, look, I got your solo. I got all your solos. Oh, okay. Thank you. Send them to me. Um, that's how a lot of things. But but I just think that the performing part of it, but uh, teaching is definitely because I want everybody to grow. I want everybody mm-hmm. to be the best they can be. I want everybody to to, to find them in the dance themselves and nice. inside the dance. I don't care who created it. It's finding yourself inside, inside the dance uh, and, and that means even learning 
whether you learn it where you find your own feel or you learn it and you copy it, you copy it how it should look. That's my thing is saying find you meaning now because when you, you when you do that dance and you do the technically you do it right foundation your basic your feeling the the, the 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 timing if you do exactly and do what moves I exact I I showed you exactly I'm still cool with that yeah I'm going you you learn that's the dance nice. now you gotta learn how to learn how to interpret because now is there's I learned the dance now I gotta I gotta understand how to move the dance. Cause I can I can learn it and do everything. Peace take go up here. Peace take go like this. I'm gonna do everything and do it right to perfection mm. of it. Then I say, now go now go find yourself. That means now you gotta find your feel inside that dance, which is still the same technique, the same structure. But now, and some people's kind of hands open like this. They say, mm. this is my feel. Some people can be one finger. Some people can be a fist. Some people can mm. be a uh, uh, half and half. It's how you is. Some people can say be doing this way. Some people can be straight. Some it's people can play. be like this. It's the game this. of it. So you find your field. Yeah. Do you do you incorporate a freestyle session for your students where they have to, or is it just you just go with the flow? Because you don't choreograph your classes, as you said. You're, you you know, I choreograph my class. My class when you when I do choreography, it's extra. I call it exercise. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to show you your hands going up. So I'm going to do some one, two, uh, uh, uh. Uh, then I'm going to show you how to use your arms. I'm going to show you how to use your head. So everything I do is in a choreographical thing, again, but every, also it's an exercise. That means right. I'm showing you what you can do with your hands. Mm-hmm. Your hands can be like this. So when I explain to them, not, hey, yeah, we're doing a choreographic movement. Let's go beyond that and say, oh, I can put my hands here or I can cross my hand here. Yeah, then I give them an extra instruction saying, just, you can go like this. And then open this, it's a change. Mm-hmm. This is a change. This stays the same, but I can make it, I can go like this. 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 I don't care how much that's there. Once I change this, that that makes, that change the looks of, look of everything mm-hmm. that I do. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I try to try to teach them uh, uh, improvisational thinking in the movement. I said, you don't have to do a whole lot of moves. You can do one, uh, 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 uh. Uh, this movement is the same movement, right. but I'm changing it around. Okay. So the change. Because once you do that, you all it does is add to your repertoire and grows grows your category because you're not trying to go, I'm going to do it like this, then this move like this, I'm going to go out like this, because I'm going to go up here, finger up, finger up, turn in, same, but I'm just changing around. So now, mm. I, it seemingly I have more moves than going like one, two, that. Here, ah, I'm go. It goes from the little nuances to the grand, big. Yeah. All right. You said when we when we started today, you said that you thought of something that we didn't cover last time. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe we did cover it today. We covered everything. No, I know I said. Okay. I know what you said. Uh, we covered the, which was mainly about the teaching stuff. Yeah. That's what, that's what, because a lot of people don't ask me and talk about that. No, that's, but that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm getting the stuff that people want to know about, the stuff people need to know about, I'm going in with it. I'm asking the questions that need to be asked. Thank you. No, thank Thank you. you. And, 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 and even the stuff about, you know, again, pre-recorded freestyle or, 
or this and that versus this and that. A lot of people don't know because you you understand the fact that like it's not just uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm talking about popping. Oh, I know he right. know popping. Mm. I know he know that. But it's the dance you talk about. See, I know dance. That's why I tell people right. dance. Popping is a dance style. Lock is a dance style. Ballet is a dance style. Uh, contemporary is a dance style. So all these dance styles. So the structure of dance, I understand. Mm-hmm. If I don't un- mean structure, mean I don't un- I don't have to mean like oh do you know pop do you know ballet or do you know uh, contemporary? No, I don't know contemporary, but I know I but I understand movement. And when you talk about in movement in a, in the in a universal text of mm-hmm. you got to feel music or you got to make sure you own that music, make sure you let the music uh, uh, take you on a journey. That's not me only speaking about popping. That statement is can be uh, 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 put on any dance style. Or anybody doing? Hey, man, what are you doing? I do ballet. What do you do? Do contemporary. What do you do? Right. I lock. Hey, man, when you hear the music, go school. Take let let the music move you through the journey. Thank you. See, that's 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 a very big thing for me. For those that don't know my background in dance, I grew up with hip hop and dance hall with with the community um, and Latin and uh, Latin styles as well. I didn't start with technique, so uh, I didn't start with technique until I was maybe really in high school because we had musical theater and I was the only guy that could dance. So I had to do all the dance stuff. I was never really trained, but I had a knack for dance. So I just picked up choreography. I got to university, uh, was a dance minor. And I, that's what, that's what started my professional uh, lineage in dance. So people ask me, what styles do you do? I'm like, I do everything. I'm a dancer. Like I, African, modern, hip hop, breaking, locking, jazz, house, Haitian, Caribbean, Caribbean, salsa, high heels, whacking, burlesque, voguing. Like I do, oh, that's, Karate Lou, remember, give me a second. I got to bring up Karate Lou. <laughs> but with that, so then people always ask, like, what's your favorite style? I'm like, my favorite style, I just dance. Whatever the music makes me do is what I do. And they're like, well, what's your favorite music? It depends on what's playing at the time because I can get down to rock. I can get down to country. I can get down to salsa. I can get down to r and B. I'm a house that, like, Music speaks to me and it sounds, it sounds crazy, but literally one, one of my friends was watching me in a show and then I started freestyling. She was like, I, you black out when you start freestyling. I was like, yeah, I don't know what I was doing because it, she's like, you, it looks like you went into a trance. You were looking at me, but you looked through me. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what planet I'm on. I don't know what plane I'm on at that point because the music literally takes over me. It's and that's why we dance. It's a spiritual connection that you go over this thing. Oh, bro, best one of the, one of my favorite stories. It was summer of 2013, I believe it was, and uh, my buddy Sally was playing at this uh, outdoor party here uh, that was called Backyard at this place called Magnus Magnus M Full M Two, and uh, it was an open. In Sweden, you never know what the summer's going to be. It can be rainy. It can be sunny. All of a sudden, it can rain yeah. out of nowhere. And we're in this backyard, we're in this uh, backyard patio of this building and it starts pouring down rain. And he just started playing this dope tribal house beat. And I'm a house head. I'm I'm a house head. Yes. Yes. And it was one of the days that I had blown out my fro. You know me and my fro. It don't get wet. Don't touch my hair. If I did, we're not going swimming. Don't listen. If, If it was a hair day, don't talk to me. But the music hit me. And I was drawn, like something pulled me into the middle of the dance floor and it is pouring down rain. And it's like my friend, like after maybe five minutes, I opened my eyes 
I don't remember anything. I open my eyes and it's just a bunch. I just see a bunch of cell phone lights at me and people are like, don't stop. Don't stop. I'm like, join me. We, we just did. A, and then I stopped, I stopped dancing and it stopped raining. And people were like, did you just, did you just do a rain dance? I'm like, I don't know what the hell I did, but that was me. And people are like, yo, you're so, like, dude, you were in it. I was like, yeah, of course I was in it. Why didn't you join me? Why didn't you just join me in that? Like, oh, it was raining, bruh. I am soaking wet, but I don't feel it anymore because I'm dry from how much I was dancing. Like I dried off instantly because I was just burning. Then it started raining again. And all of a sudden, all the camp, all the cell phones went up and looked at me again. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> this was not, this was not a rain dance performance. This was, that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. That song took me over and it filled me and I did what I needed to do. I had my spiritual connection with the rain, with the earth, with all y'all around me, and I'm done. So wait, what happened to the hair? I went home and I I went home and I read. (laughs) About 20 minutes later, I went home. I'm not joking. I was like, okay, so my hair is wet and I can feel it curling under right now. So I need to go home. They're like, you're leaving? I didn't come come out to dance in the rain. I did what I had to do. I had my moment. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. That was so cool, bro. Thank you, universe, for my magic moment. (laughs) What? Man, just let everybody know, yes, uh, my brother Mike Gamble had the best afro. And I was very envious of it. And I wanted to grow my hair out and just do the twisty, the (laughs) big And and still to this day, I'm, I'm trying to grow my hair out so I can do that. Like, like I think that was, like, it was just, it was, um, you know, is it, 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 there's a Jackson 5 Afro or the Jack, you know, <laughs> got this, you know, but then it's, he had this perfectly, it wasn't even like messy. Everybody know Mike, y'all know what his hair looked like. And <laughs> uh, 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 those days, it was just, it was this, it's like a perfect tree with branches grown out and everything was just like, he was just like, he, like, that's why when you said he was in a rain dance when I, like you said, I'm going, even me going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> in the rain. You said, I, you said all that, and I said, so what happened to the afro? What happened to the hair? Bruh, I went so to So that Ghana. was my whole thing. I went to Ghana in 2000. I, I know you danced greatly. I know you <laughs> went into a whole nother dimension. I know you got one with the music, one with the, uh, with the, with the uh, elements, but I still say, what was going on after that when that when you really came to your senses and like this? See, that's what happened. Hold the hell up. I got to get the hell out of here. The mic is drenched. No lies told, bro. No lies told whatsoever. It was, I came back to my senses after being on this external rain plane with the spirits of the music. And I had to go home because my hair was not on point anymore. <laughs> that part. I went to Ghana in 2017 with my sister Yeko uh, to visit the family. Uh, Yeko is one of my uh, best sisters from Los Angeles. Uh, her family's from Ghana. And we had always talked about, we danced in a modern company together. And we had always talked about me going back with the family. To, so uh, her family was going in 2017. We made a trip. It was like 12 of us. And I was the last person to come. I was already, I was already traveling in the US and I booked my trip. So when they picked me up from the airport, I think I had my hair either twisted or like the fro was smaller than usual. And 
three people were like, oh, we thought your fro was going like, we thought your fro was going to be big because that's all Yeko talked about was that don't ask to touch his hair. Don't ask to pick his hair. He's very picky about it. No one touches his hair. Don't ask to braid it. Don't. I was like, wait, what? And then she was like, Gamble, for years, no one could touch your hair. I was like, no, they still can't. She goes, okay. So what? I was like, okay. I was traveling on an airplane. I came back from the States. I had 12 hours in Sweden. I put on a hat. I'm, I was on a plane for another 12 hours. Now I'm here. She's like, okay, now we're cool. Everybody see what I was talking about? No. Where's the pick? In my pocket. Where would it be? Okay, there it is. Yeah, my hair. <laughs> my hair is still. You You know I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I was like, <laughs> like come on. Uh, my gamble, what can I say? I've, that's what I was going to say. I said, just, you know, when I, I think I seen a picture of you when, oh, when you had short. I mean, I was round then, but. Yeah. When you grew it out, that was like, okay, uh, you went on an audition. I don't care if you in this performance. I don't care on a video shoot, movie. I don't get there. There's Mike right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hit the third row back. That one, Afro the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know Mike. Yeah. Mike in the front. Mike got the Afro. No one else is. So you just like this. Okay, <laughs> that guy with the Afro. <laughs> It was what you, you being all black and the and the, and the leap the, the artist being all white and they go like this man that guy with the afros is man he's getting down <laughs> you see don't you see the artist in all white glowing yeah but the guy the afro he's the one that's standing out over all you got uh, thank you yeah, thank you very man. much I have two two quick <laughs> funny stories about Los Angeles uh one my first national commercial I booked in Los Angeles was a Target commercial. It was a Michael Rooney. And I walked in the audition and I was like, it wasn't Corona time, but I had a, like, I was sick. Like I was about to throw up, but my hair was on point. And I did, I did the whole audition. I killed it. I went home. I passed out. My agent called me. She's like, yo, uh, so you booked the job. I was like, what? She's like, you walked in and they saw your hair and they were like, if he can dance, he can, he, he's got the job. <laughs> Cause they're like, and then she was like, and then you dance and they're like, okay, he's booked. Let's, let's take him. I was like, uh, I remember that commercial. I yeah. It was one of my first ones. And then there was another, I did a video with India Ari, uh, I am not my hair. Yeah. And I had my hair out and I'm in and like and it's on my resume. I am not my hair. And I forget what I was auditioning for. The director, he was like, oh, you're really cool. But I got to ask you one thing. I'm sorry. On your resume, it says, I am not my hair, but we really like it. Is there? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, dude, that was a video I did. It says India Ari, I am not my hair, but my hair is part of my image. He's like, no, because like. He was like, I, I, like, we just, we just really loved it. We were like, we weren't sure if we could talk to you about it because it said it. But can we have that hair in the? It was either commercial or video. He's like, can we have that? I was like, sure, bud. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, that's- uh, dude, that's funny because <laughs> they thought that statement meant, you know, I'm more than my hair. I'm yeah. deep. <laughs> I have deep, deep, deep consciousness, and my dance, it, you know, it doesn't go through my hair. So I'm not about my hair. Well, at the same time in Los Angeles, it's all about your image. It's not about your talent. So, yeah. So I, I got it. You know, superficial, uh, superficial number one. They yeah. all, <laughs> all yes. Listen, of course. 
all those twists were I called them dollar bills. Every dollar every bills. Single, every every twist got me another dollar bill. <laughs> and, and you did your own hair. I did my own hair. Twist. Wow. I still do my own hair. Of course, but I'm just saying it's just so funny. Like I, I always, when I look at it back in the day and say, "Wait, someone comes over every morning, like every week, twists his hair, Yo, and he takes it out, and it's just." Pete, when I worked in advertising, when I worked in advertising in LA, I woke up every morning at five thirty, six o'clock to twist my hair every day to make it on point. And then after after a while, I realized. They more don't know no the different my hair look from one day to the next. I'm not doing this for an hour and a half every morning anymore. I'm tired. Homie's tired oh of waking up. I, but I used to wake up every morning, 5 36 o'clock, twist my hair for an hour to an hour and a half, and then go to work. Wow. See? But so even you know, even when a person does an interview uh of someone else, you find out something else about them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, All right. my brother gets up. I mean, I mean, like, somebody come over and just, just do his hair every night? What the heck is going on here? <laughs> I didn't know you was like, oh, man, oh. yo, Crystal's the one that's, Crystal is the one that taught me. She's the one's like, yo, you need to start twisting your hair. Because when I started growing out, she's like, you need to twist it. I was like, what? And she's like, you're going to get tired and your shoulder's going to hurt, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> wow. And I remember the first time I started those twists, I was like, I called her, I was like, What? is this that you have me doing? My shoulders hurt. My neck hurt. My shoulders hurt. My head hurt. My fingers hurt. My eyebrows hurt. My scalp hurt. What? And then I did it and I was like, oh, this looks cute. Okay. Oh, oh, I could do this. I, I could. Oh. Yeah, and then, like I said, the, the final result, I was like, dude, okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> you're the only one, and especially at that time, I was like, yeah. in LA, you're the only one that had had, you know, and, and, and you know, being dark complexion in the sense yep. brown, I should say brown. Yep. Nobody had no that look. Nope. And then you know, you see, you know, you see it now. Most a lot of people started doing it. But back then you was like, you walk in, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> That's how people people used to literally when I go, you know, when we first started, you know, you came to LA and stuff, and I said, uh, I was actually I'm talking to Yoda. I said, you know, and I said, Yoda, it's simple. So my, you know, my, my brother, you know, he, you know, uh, Mike Gamble with the, and she said, oh, wait, she said, yeah, I got that. I said, no, with the, with the Afro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> Yoda yeah. goes around. Yeah, oh, he, oh, oh, he's, a, oh, he's so dope. Oh, he did, oh, yeah, I said, but I, you know, I had the, the hair, right? Hair, you know, the hair, the hair, hair. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's what made it on the, the uh, emphasis. It was more like, oh, yeah, no, I think, I, yeah, I know it, I think. No, it's Africa. I had to make sure people knew because it was like, I wasn't <laughs> confusing with no other Mike ga- Gambles out in this LA area. Because I'm saying the one with the with the perfect, you know. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Then all the resume coming, all the all the oh he dope. Oh hell yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's my that's my little bro. <sighs> we we yeah. It's all okay. <laughs> Can I explain to people about their hair? Because the hair, the hair was magnificent, Bruh. And it's still magnificent. You know, I like the, I like how you know got that gray. See, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, they're there, bro. It's the I'm, I'm coming up on you. Um, you got man, the soft upper beard. Dude. I got the wings growing right now. Oh man, you like Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four? <laughs> <Black Man. laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you got me choking, bro. 
you know, the black version of it. Like, God, that's Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, enough about me. Because <laughs> we okay. just spent 30 minutes on my hair. <laughs> Which, yes, I, I actually never had a bad... I, like, if my hair didn't look right, I wouldn't go outside. <laughs> I, just oh, I, I already know. Yeah. I already know. But Karate Lou, all of a sudden... You started doing these videos, <laughs> bruh. So this was in the early days of Facebook. This was before Instagram. This had to be like 2009. I had just moved to Sweden. I had just moved to Sweden. This was like 2009, 2000. That was Facebook. I, yeah. I, I, was, I started doing it on Facebook. Yes. 2009. He, he bought a, uh, what are they called? The karate suits. The uh, karate gi. The geek, yeah, with some black loafers on and started doing karate Lou. And it was a mix of quote unquote karate with boogaloo and locking. And he would just do these skits and then he would do different styles of them. And then one day I was like, you know what, Pete, I need you to do, I need you to do a heels Lou. <laughs> he was like, bet, I'm game, I'll do it, it's fine. And he did. <laughs> See, this is why this is why we need to be in the studio. This is why I needed this to be a TV show so I could start playing these clips for people. You know what? I'm going to. So I'm going to uh, on the on the Instagram page. I'm going to I'm going to repost this karate loop. I'm going to post a couple of them, a couple clips. But the heel heels one I remember. Because he had to find heels in his size, which is like, what, 11, 12? 10. And 10? Yeah, but 10. That's it? Oh, bro, you can find those anywhere. I find them anywhere. Anyway, so, but the fact that he does this, in one part, he's like, ooh, almost broke my damn neck. <laughs> one, two, tip, 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 clickety clack, whip your hair. Oh wait, hold on! Almost broke my almost broke my ankles right there. Hold on, and then at the end he does a clip where he's literally massaging his feet because they hurt so much. <laughs> this video is it like it's like a four now, minute video. It's a four minute video. How did you come up with Karate Lou, bro? How? What's stupid? Okay, Karate Lou was um, <laughs> you know, and, and and a lot of people think I come up with these characters because I'm bored. No, I'm trying to. I was trying to say, trying to do a thing where you know. Uh, get a lot of followers on on YouTube and you know make some money. So I'm doing some you know some comedic stuff. <laughs> so one day I was like, okay, now we know um, Martin did did uh, Dragonfly Jones on yeah. uh, Martin show back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he just being goofy, goofy. I said, man, I want to do one where I'm gonna mix karate with dance boogaloo. So the whole thing, man. His actual the actual concept was Lou was is this dude named Karate Lou. Oh. Then I started, I said, oh, because it was only supposed to be one episode. The very first episode <laughs> with me, I had socks on and I'm doing all kind of and I, was, and I put it up, people were like laughing. I'm like, okay. So Karate Lou was his name was Karate Lou that mixed uh, you know. Uh, boogaloo with karate but it was but it wasn't me thinking boogaloo karate but in a sense his name was Lou. so it, the first the first one i put up went 
you know, people are like, man, this is funny. And I'm looking. And now the, the thing is, I only do one take. I, no, I don't do double takes. I'm not trying to do five takes of me in heels. That was not happening. That was one take, Charlie. So I, that's that's what I started priding myself on because it made it funny to me. Because every time when I did the one takes, I would go back and start editing. And I would edit it because and then I'll put it up. And then I will look at it in this in this whole entirety, like, oh, this is funny. So, but I got oh. so good at just improv, improving, improvisation of it. So that's all, right, but it's only supposed to be one. And when then I did, I did Michael Jackson. I did no next one I did was locking, robot, hip hop, whacking, voguing, tap dance. <laughs> the tap um, dance one, bro. <laughs> tap 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 dance. Tap dance and the and the and the uh, the Mexican uh, hat dance is my favorite favorite one. So so let I me did. also back up and say, Pete is not a master of karate in the first place. No, nor is he a master of half of these dance styles that he's talking about. Let me, bro. Let me tell you how I do it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do you know, uh, river dance or, you know, or Irish, <laughs> Irish jig, whatever. So I go on YouTube, Irish dancing. <laughs> Just watching Click. videos, trying to copy stuff. <laughs> I, I, I only watch, I get it. I only watch one. Like I watch whatever I watch. Then my interpretation, I get it close enough. I did that. So everything I do <laughs> when I did ballet, I mean, I've taken ballet before, so that wasn't hard. But the only thing was hard about ballet, Craig ballet mix. I had on leotards under the under the <laughs> pants, so I took the pants off. I have leotards on, and I'm trying to keep the keep the top geek down because I'm you know show my gonads. I'm like, dude, and I kept pulling down like that black guy had on a dress. Uh, uh, don't want you to. I don't want to be exposed. Ew, ew. So I had that. Uh, then when I did the river dance one, I had under a hat on, had no no shirt on, had a had a vest. I tied a, 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 a the bandana a, around, your head. around yeah. my head like Michael Flatley. And how <sighs> I was. So I did that. I did a Michael Jackson one with a with a with a somebody gave me gave me a Michael Jackson interpreter in Russia gave me his his sequence jacket, and I went and bought you know I had that in the closet, so I used that, and I went and bought a, a Michael Jackson wig at the costume at the Halloween costume place. So I did, and I had on a glove, and I did that one. So I I, I think it's all together probably like. 15 Friday lose. And I've cried at every single one of them because they are oh, beyond man, they, stupid. And the, when I, it, it, it was, especially in, from 2009 to like 2014, 15, when I travel anywhere, I, when I get to China, they I come to class, they ain't speaking no English, bro, but karate Karate Go to France. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I start, and I did a couple of them. You know, of course, professionally, I did uh, uh, the "I Will Survive" one. Uh-huh. I did the uh, "Sound of Music" one. Uh, wait, friend. I, wait, I missed the "Sound of Music" one. Oh, you missed that one. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, I will find one. it. That's one. It's um, uh, man. It's and and, and sound of music don't come to the end, but it's like I, the, we. The, my friend had a drone. It's all shots. It's this and that. Then he, then the sound of music is when we found this. We was in the Bay Area, and we uh, 
and found this pasture, this big field, and it was two cows that was in the field. So you the, with the drone, I'm running. You see me running in the field, and then he changed the music to and the sound of music. And I, I'm running to the that song because it's me dancing to a different song. Then it switched to that, and then you see me, then you see me come up on the cows. And then when I came up on the cows, the cows are looking at me like this. Like looking at me, so I'm in front of the cows. Not I wasn't getting too close. I didn't know they're charging enough. But when the drone, you see me going humping uh, and grinding all and pointing at them, you, you. And then uh, you see me running away with my shoes off, and then throwing the shoes in slow motion. So that, um, so I did that one is done, and then I will survive the uh, Glory Gainer one as I did here in Vegas in the mountains as me struggling. I had on this one I changed. Only two times I've changed shoes up from the loafers. I had I on remember that one. The, I would survive uh, one Gloria Gaynor one. I had on white uh, 70s platform shoes, which was insanely difficult. And I used to dance in those shoes when I was young. I almost broke my ankles coming out of that mountain. Like, <laughs> yes. you see me, you know. <clears throat> so so I did uh, <laughs> about three kind of professional ones. And, and all the other ones is, I even taken it. People used to ask me, to bring my, bring that costume to judge battles or do a judge solo in it. Because it was, it was so that we want to see Karate Lou, like Karate Lou was this different entity from me. Dude, we want to see, and I did it, actually I did it in, I was teaching class in China. I went, I told the students, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to go use the bathroom. So I went and changed it to my Karate Lou thing, walked back in the studio, and the whole studio erupted with with cheers. Oh, <laughs> I taught the rest of the class Karate Lou moves. And uh-huh. the crazy, dude, this like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm judging a contest in, in China. Me, Wiggles, and Sugar Pop. I'm sitting there. There's a group battle. All of a sudden, the group, they go, when they went one round, that group went around. They came up second, and they all, they all got in like one of <gasps> Karate Lou, and they start doing karate and boogalooing at the same time in a routine. Dope. <laughs> I was like, and they pointed at me and said, Karate Lou. <laughs> I said, oh my God. So the, the, the suit is in, in the closet, the shoes is in my shoe rack, and all that. And then I did uh, the character Snooky. Snooky is my favorite character, though. You don't see Snooky is a he's a when I had the long Jerry Curl wig on and he talked like this yeah yeah now, he's the best dancer in the world he talks more and and Snooky got his own Facebook page and and and, uh, and literally people go still go to that page on God whatever birthday I've got birthday day I put on Snooky and wish Snooky a happy birthday and ask me when does Snooky come in I say he's in dance rehab he's he, he right now he's in dance. Uh, I can't with you this. <sighs> Oh yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at the end of last session if I was actually still recording or not. But when Pete and I used to hang out, when we used to go shopping down Melrose, there was a store called Slow. It was like it, it was a combo of a secondhand store slash like specialty store, like one off or something. But people would think that we were dumb (laughs) like there was something wrong with us 
because we would just do skits in the, like, actually, I wouldn't even do skits. It would be him doing skits in the store and me just laughing and then following along and doing something. Not what, like, I, I weighed maybe 65 kilos, 145 pounds for the first year I was in LA because this dude had me laughing every other hour. Oh like, my I lost God. weight from laughing because that's, oh my Lord. The shopping, oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Man, the shopping, oh man. you know, I would go in those stores and I would act a plum fool. I'm Ooh. just like, and as long as I got an audience, when you, yeah. I said, <laughs> but the, Mike, the, the, the funny thing is, the Crystal, store would be empty. It would just be the two of us. And then all of a sudden, there were just 50 people in the store pretending to shop. <laughs> Oh, I miss Dude, that. those were the days. Yeah, that's when yeah. LA was fun. That's and, when you LA know, was hanging fun. out like that. That was, uh, because like I said, you know, not everybody's going to get it. I'm not saying, you know, but, you know, just being around like you and Crystal and just this, the antics, the antics, because y'all, y'all just, I just wanted to make y'all laugh. I know I'm going to get a big ass laugh and I'm going to get an <laughs> uncontrolling laugh and I'm going to get a, a gut laugh because it's like, it's like he's at it again. Yeah, <laughs> I got my I got my laugh factory with me, and we about to go in. Let's go. So yeah, but that's slow, slow, slow. We, we, that I, was actually, a, I actually I actually dropped right? it to in class. I was like, Pete, I got a question for you. You like what? I was like, can we do it slow? <laughs> There's that, a move that we do to it that it's it's yeah. a, it's a super like we just start moving slow and it's the turn, and you don't stop until the other person stops. I made him do it in the middle of class, in the middle of a workshop, that's, master class at Millennium. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> in the and dope. people were looking at us like, what? <laughs> dude, this this is our greeting. <laughs> this is our goodbye. <laughs> this is what? we and anything you go, Pete. I already know what's going on. Pete, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Slow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's all y'all do y'all don't see the, the, the this is humor man y'all don't understand y'all see this oh that was yeah i'm never going that's like that's like at least 15 we're not uh, stop we're not talking we said i said this last oh, time yeah. we're not talking about time frames anymore we're not doing the years we're not doing this we're not putting it back to you <laughs> You know what? Cool. All right, I'm about to end this. So you know what time All it right. is. It's time for the roulette table. Oh, did we do two hours again? Probably. I, I stopped counting. <laughs> I stopped counting. You know how this rolls. I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend the roulette table. It's gonna land on a number, coordinates to a question, answer yes. the question, and we'll see what happens. Yes. Here we go. Wrote a song about it like the here, here go. Here, here go. <laughs> and, and I got a piece, so. Hurry him spinning. No, you spinning it right. He got old man bladder, y'all. Here we go. Man. Spinning, spinning around. Number number 21. Okay. Gotta get my reading glasses out. Hey man, I'm looking for mine now. Actually, I don't. I just don't, I just can't read my writing, like I said last time. Um this is an interesting one for you. <laughs> What is a choreo or some kind of dance job you like that you wish you had done, uh, that you wish you had done or anything that you, w- that you were like, if I had did that, I would have done this. Oh, you mean a choreo job of someone else that I yeah. admire and saw on TV? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
music video, TV, movie, commercial, whatever it is, a job that you um, like that I, you wish you the, had done. No, nah, yeah. The, the, the first time that I seen uh, Remember the Times. Ah, Michael Jackson. Yeah, which, you know, uh, Buddha Stretch and Fatima. Fatima, yeah. Yeah, so when I, you know, and not, at that time I didn't know, I didn't know Buddha, didn't know Fatima. It was the fact that I was, you know, they doing that. I said, ooh, ooh, if I, ooh, um, I would have had them. Ah, popping ball, <laughs> and, then, and the song was so funky. Yeah. And I went, oh, man. And right here, I would have had Michael Jackson doing a, doing a popping, you know, um, solo. And all. Uh, that's where my head was. So it was then it was really, truly when I saw that video, I was like, I really wish I was in it. And if I would have, I would have. I would have added this to it. I would have wanted to do this with it. But yeah, remember the times was so, you know, that moment. Mm. Um, it was, it was for me that moment when Michael Jackson got, even though I, you know, I did the beat it and all mm. that he did go, but it was that time when uh, that video when it was when it, it was Michael Jackson funky. Yeah, Michael Jackson contemporary dance and Michael Jackson, you know, uh, uh, you know doing his thing, but that that was like I said, who did this video? And <laughs> who was these dancers? I'm going, you know, I wasn't asked to do this. Like, I don't even know where we were at the time. I don't, maybe we weren't even in the country, but the that was my my ultimate all-time video. I can watch that video right that now. Video was hot, bro. That video was hot, bruh. From Iman. To yeah. when he so when he spins around at the end and turns when he comes up from the glob in the beginning, then he spins around and turns into dust, and the cat walks by, and then what about us, girl? Do, do, da, do, 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 da, da, do you? And they're tutting and they're shooting. Yo, that video was hot. That video is still hot to this day, and it's still that video stand and stood the test of time. You know, and and there is some stuff that's outdated. You know, you see, I see videos that I thought was, I mean, of course it was dope back then. Yeah. The second video that I, and this has nothing to do with me, wanted you to do the video, but Janet Jackson's five, four, three, two, one. Oh, Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation was. Anthony Thomas, baby. Rhythm Nation and, and Remember Times is dance wise, one of the most, because I, of course, I know that, of course, know the guy, Anthony Thomas, but. Yeah. Was the one of the most iconic still to the to the fact that they was doing stuff that I was in and it and it made it and it, it looked like we can we can get a career in this choreography doing what we do. You know what I mean? So yeah. and, and, and be the primary and not be the specialty of it, actually be the lead of these movements with the artists. So so when I saw, of course, I you know the the, the nation was before. Mm-hmm. And but but when I saw Remember Times, the one I would say, well, I wish I did this, been in it, or added this to it. I would have had, oh, I had him doing this. I had him doing this. <laughs> oh, man, who right there. But uh, yeah. I have a quick question about Jan. Am I mistaken that you did the All Right video? No, never did any of those. You didn't? That was uh, Jazzy J. Ah, Jazzy Day, okay. uh, Anthony Thomas, uh, yeah, um, of other people. No, 
the Nichols brothers were in it. She had Sid Cerise in it. Yeah, Sid Cerise, Nichols uh, brothers. Uh, Cab Calloway. But Calloway. but with the dancing wise, but I just re- I just realized it was more of the lock. It was more of the locking than uh, Boogaloo and Poppin. Yeah, that, that she they did a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, if if I had to look at now, <clears throat> out of those two, Janet and Michael, mm-hmm. if I had to see who used more street dance styles in their videos was Janet. Janet used more street because you know with Anthony Thomas and Anthony Thomas bringing. The, the guys that he grew up with and the yeah. dance around, they doing anything. So, uh, Mike, of course, did, you know, dope show because he, he used different, you know, choreographers mm-hmm. where she used different. But at a, at a period of time, it was Anthony Thomas with a couple of videos and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and doing her, uh, tours. And then, and then you had, uh, other dancers that was stick, that was sticking, stuck closely to that style. Yeah. And, uh, so when I even when we did the the stuff on the Billboard award show mm-hmm. and, and stuff, that choreography was dope because you know the dancers were, you know, they just had that. That's why that 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 choreography bounced more mm-hmm. and stuff. So to me, Janet was more funky than Mike. And I yeah, say she that even had remix day. with like Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah. She just how she just she just like she she here. You yeah. know, and I'm saying, and Mike has got that, but Janet was more like Janet's that that I'm that I'm that motherfucker on the street corner. Like, <laughs> I'm just Bob. I'm bobbing. You know, uh, she's a she was a street corner. Mike is a studio. Yeah. But uh, dope okay, studio. I can see that. That's how I look at it. Which is also Michael, funny was, because she started with Paula, who was much more of a Lakers course, street that's the studio. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Put like this: till this day, there's not. One female artist that 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 did a video that's better than Control. And Control was just her on stage in a, a concert with Jimmy Jam, uh, Terry Lewis, which is dope. All that I'm yeah. talking about when she did that video, she came out there by her and that's I mean, on that that scene, opening the whole video by herself. Yeah, with no dance. I know it's choreographed. It's how she executed it. She was. She was like, "Oh, I'm in here. I'm, I'm at the I'm at the club with mine. I don't know where y'all are, but I'm at the club with mine." So, I have it, and the only person that that you know that emulated and tried to do that same thing was when Tiana Taylor did a version of it. Like, yeah, yeah, but Janet, but, that's, but that but that's also the thing. Even even with beat, most all these female artists who dance now would not be where they are if Janet never did what she did. And open that door. Janet Janet was the dancing female artist. Yes. She set the bar for what everybody else is doing now. And and this is not like people like, oh geez, no, Janet, that's how she grew up. That's her she grew up in that in that dance scene. So it's easy. And she got around, she got a start, you know, me and of course manager Renee and Renee Mm -hmm. grew up in the valley around, you know, they all from the same, around the same uh uh People as far as Anthony Thomas, Jazzy mm-hmm. J, all of them from the same set, you know, neighborhood in the sense. So she was always was with them. She's mm-hmm. here. Bopping. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So she's like, like when I see other artists even now, I, you know, I see, I see, you know, Beyonce killing it. I see uh Rihanna, whomever, that Janet, that Janet can come out and be doing this on me. You like, that's funky. I feel what she just did. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That's my girl. But anyway, hey, bro. All right, bro. We might have to do a part three. I don't know. We might have to do another one. Hey, at some point. Hit me up. Hit me up. Let me know. All good. Uh, They might be tired of me talking. So you might have. I don't know. You got got stories. You got stories that last, as I said, we could talk for freaking a year just about the teaching thing. Like we touched on it for the first half of it. It got a little bit serious, but it's still like, we still didn't even go deep into all the stuff, Uh, like the different countries. That's that's why I'm starting my, I'm going to be starting my podcast. I already did four episodes. So I'm going to try and get to 10 so I can start putting it out, but it's called Real Talk with Papa B. I'm going to be, yeah. Well, why didn't you say that last time? Because I forgot. Okay, All right. So before we sign off, hit them up with your Insta again. Uh, Instagram, uh, Papinti at Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Pop, uh, Timothy Earl, Timothy Papinti Solomon on Facebook. Uh, Papinti EB on TikTok. And your uh, Pantheon? Patreon is uh, Papinti. You know, find me on it. Uh, I'm getting ready to launch that. In a minute, because they redoing it, retooling it, getting ready to launch that. So subscribers can be on that. If you're on YouTube, um, it's Papa Pete on YouTube. It's one P, P O P I N P E T E. No double P. Yeah, I used that before. You see, my name used to be Popping, P O P P I N G is the name of the style. So I was Popping Pete, then I went to Pop N Pete, was P O P P I N. Then I changed that to Pop, P O P hyphen I N Pete, which meant the pop is in me. So the style ah. is inside of me. This is why my name is spelled P-O-P-I-N-P. Now I dropped the hyphen because you have to say my name, Pop and P. You have to pause because the pop is in me. So people mm-hmm. kept saying, Pop and P. I said, no, it's Pop and P. No, oh, Pop and P. No, Pop and P. <laughs> pop and Presto. So then I said, Pillsbury. I don't forget. <laughs> so that's how it is. But yeah, you can follow me on that, Patreon, YouTube. And I'm going to be coming out with a podcast, like I said, called Real Talk with Pop and Pete, which is going to, you're going to hear a lot of these stories, uh, you know, my take on, I mean, pretty much what you, what we're talking about here, my, my take on different issues in dance uh, and and talk about dance history, not only about popping. I'm nice. Going to bring, I'm going to bring light to other from the past and then, you know, present and, and, and you know, future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give people, they, you know, uh, you know, their flowers or or rose bushes, or or they want to call them tumbleweeds. I don't know the hell. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna try to be be out here doing it, doing it all, especially on, on in the in the talk space. Dope. Um, so, I'm gonna thank once again my creative team: Anastasia Miller Burns, Judy Sketch Lewinson, Tony Fresh T. Hulton, and the Seaman on the Drums, Larson. Um, make sure you check out again, follow at Gamble's Green Room, my last name, the Green Room, at Gamble's Green Room on Instagram. Check out gamblesgreenroom.com. Uh, I'll be posting, I will be posting on Instagram some of those Karate Lou videos <laughs> just so y'all see the monstrosity of a fool that this dude is, as well as some behind the scenes stuff of what's happening with us here. Some more information, links to all different stuff, uh, some merchandise coming out and stuff like that. Make sure you follow my big bruh, Timothy Earl Solomon, a.k.a. Poppin' Pete. Bruh, love you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, my little bruh. You take care. Uh, I don't know what time it is there, but you take care. I'm about to go get in the streets now. Uh, Don't forget to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Later, father. Love you, baby. Love you, too. Deuce.
Peace.